right now on Truth Today, the alarming rise of Jew hatred. What are we to make of this increased anti-Semitism in these days? Is there a motive behind it? Is there an ideology behind it? How many Christians are confused? And certainly our nation is confused. We have a Department of Justice and a federal government that continues to give a pass to Islam and this hatred. We're going to be talking about that and much more right now on Truth Today. Well, good morning or good afternoon, depending on your time zone. Uh, thank you for joining us here on Truth Today. This is Pastor Sharam Hadian with you. And um, as always, uh, we thank you for joining us. We thank you for supporting this ministry, this work. We thank you for being committed to the truth. We know that the truth is essential to set us free, to open our eyes, to understand what is happening. And the truth is often hard to hear. It is oftentimes not what we want to hear. We'd rather hear positive things. We'd rather hear good things. And sometimes it's hard to see the evil. We are called as believers to be gentle as doves, but yet first and foremost, the word tells us to be wise as serpents. I struggle with this all the time in this ministry, balancing, speaking the truth in love, and yet exposing the works of darkness. Isn't that what we're called to do? We're called to not partake in the works of darkness, but yet even expose them. And so it's a challenge. I want to be able to give hope. I want to be able to speak hope. And hope is in Christ. Our hope is in the Word of God. Our hope is in the Scriptures and in the promises of God. And our hope is in the fact that all these events that are happening in the world today, they're short-lived because the King of Kings and Lord of Lords is coming back. That's our hope. And the hope of salvation is in, found in one name, the name that is above every other name, that every other God is a false God, and there is one true God, and that God is Jesus Christ, the God of the Bible, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, the God of Israel. And that's the God that we are called to worship, to love with all of our heart, mind, soul, and strength. And yes, we're called to love our neighbor as we love ourselves, but we must first be committed in, in these hours, these last hours, I believe, of the last days, to be committed to loving God above all else and standing for Him. And that means that we have to understand why things are happening. So this morning, I want to get into something that should be obvious to those who have eyes to see, that since the attacks on Israel on October 7th, um, there has been sort of an open door. It's almost like the gates of hell have opened. And now we see an increase of hatred. We see an increase of confusion. We see an increase of deception. It's like it went from here to another level because in the last days, the Bible tells us that evil wax, waxes worse. In the last days, the Bible tells us that Satan's time is short and so he has great fury his great anger. Woe to the inhabitants of the earth. We're not told in Scripture that the last days will be wonderful, positive days. And yet I see so many Christians that don't want to know. They'd rather bury their heads in the sand. They'd rather cover their ears. They'd rather close their eyes. 
And yet I want to show you this morning that that's exactly what happened in Nazi Germany when Christians turned a blind eye to evil, pretending that it didn't happen, focusing on only what's positive and not what's the reality of what's happening. And as a result, evil advanced. Genocide happened. And I fear, I fear, my fear is in the Lord. I, I fear the Lord, but I'm concerned that we are very much right now in America and in the Western church, very much like where the German church was in 1938 and 1939 on the cusp of great evil rising. And yet the church is silent or the church is just focused on what positive things we can talk about and let's not talk about anything negative. So if that's not your cup of tea, then this is probably not the right ministry for you because we're committed to speaking the truth in love no matter how hard it is. But if that's what you're longing for, if you're after the truth, if you're after a seeker of the truth, you want to let the truth set you free and open your eyes, then this is where we're at. So thank you for being with us this morning. Um, I pray that, um, that you'll get gird up for, for what we're going to cover today. I want to encourage you, uh, if you're on our website, please visit our Rumble page, rumble.com slash Sharam Hadian. Please make sure that you click follow. That subscribes you to our page, and that way you'll get notifications and you can like and share our videos. Also, of course, our website is tillministry.com, tillministry.com. Check out all of our events coming up, um, some dates coming up in November in Western Washington and Idaho. Uh, check out our videos. Check out all of our content. Subscribe to our email as well. Um, I've titled this morning's message, um, and, and again, it's going to be a challenging message, but the alarming rise of Jew hatred. So that's, that's our message this morning. The alarming rise of Jew hatred, making sense of the anti-Semitism that we see. And by the way, this isn't just from the world or the media or the leftists or the Muslims. I think this is coming from within the church. Let's not forget that one of the most one of the worst persecutors of Jews throughout church history, throughout the church age, at least the so-called church including and I'm of course throwing in the Catholic Church, which is not the true uh, body of Christ. When, when I talk about Catholic Church, I'm talking about the difference between individual Catholics and, you know, the Vatican, the Pope. Um, but yet, some of the worst persecution of Jews has happened at the hands of professing Christians, of those who claim Christ. Is it any wonder that so many Jews, particularly in Israel today, do not trust Christians. They do not trust Christians. And we have such warped theology as preterism, partial preterism, replacement theology, covenant theology. I believe these are all an error. I believe these are all against Scripture. I believe these are all a perversion of Scripture. And I have friends that are in these camps. And they would say the same thing about us who are in a dispensational camp, that we believe there's a separate dispensation for Israel than there is for the church. 
Not, not based on salvation. I said that last week. Don't accuse me of being dual covenant theology or dual blood covenant because I am not. There's only one salvation and it is under Yeshua HaMashiach, Christ Jesus. A pastor that I knew in Spokane that I consider a friend, but sadly I'm very concerned about the kind of posts that I'm seeing from some of these pastors, um, said, I, I, I suspect that some of my friends that are, quote, I stand with Israel, have never shared the gospel with a Jew. I thought, wow, you talk about judgment. You talk about presumption. How do you know? I stand with Israel, with the Jewish people, and yet I have shared the gospel with Jews. And as we must share the gospel with all people, we should share the gospel with Muslims. We should share the gospel with Jews. We should share the gospel with atheists. We should share the gospel with Hindus, with Buddhists, with Native American. We should share the gospel with everybody. And to presume that just because I stand with Israel, that I've never even bothered sharing the gospel because of the straw man argument that if you believe in, in standing with Israel or the nation of Israel or the standing with the right of the Jewish people to be in the land, that somehow you believe that they have a separate salvation, that they don't need to hear the gospel. That's nonsense. That's a straw man argument. Quit it. We must share the gospel with all, but we must also understand God's distinct time frame. So I want to give you some context today to this why. Why are we seeing this alarming rise of Jew hatred, especially from the Middle East? Now, remember, I'm a former Muslim. I was born in Iran. I came out of the Middle East. And yet there's something unique happening because the worst anti-Semitism, statistically, and I have this in, 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 our, in our DVDs. Uh, there's a DVD that I did on Islam's assault in the U.S. Constitution on our website. There's a DVD I did called Islam and God's Judgment in the Last Days. And we go through that. And I show you that the worst anti-Semitism is in the Middle East. It's not a coincidence, folks. It's, it's, not a, it's, it's, not a, it's not a hidden agenda. The problem is we don't have eyes to see because the American church doesn't want to understand evil. They love good. They love good. But they don't want to understand evil. I, I have this issue in my, in my own family where I have to constantly be talking to my, my family about this. It's not that I want to focus on these things. It's that we need to focus on these things. I would rather come here and, and, and bring teachings on just all the positive messages of the Bible. I would rather do that. But there's a necessity, an urgency to share this truth because so many Christians do not want to know what is happening and therefore they are deceived, they are ignorant, and my people perish for a lack of knowledge. And so I want to share with you this morning the root. I always pray, Lord, show me the root. So if you have your Bibles, we're going to start in the Word of God very quickly here. And we're going to go all the way back to Genesis chapter 16. All the way back to Genesis chapter 16. Why the hatred? Why the rise of Jew hatred? What, what's the cause? Well, can I tell you this didn't start with Hamas. 
This didn't start with Iran. This didn't start with the Muslim Brotherhood. This didn't start with, oh, I, I love those online who are, well, Hamas is a, what, what was created by the CIA. Hamas was, yeah, Hamas, I have, no, I have no doubt that ISIS was funded by the CIA. I have no doubt that Hamas and Hezbollah are funded by the CIA. If you have listened to any of my presentations, you know that I have taught about the coup in Iran. That coup was carried out and facilitated because of the Carter administration, because of the CIA. They bailed on the Shah of Iran. They bailed on him and they betrayed him and they infiltrated, uh, they allowed the Marxists and the communists to infiltrate in Iran and then rise up the Islamic movement that then overthrew the government and committed a coup. And my birth country has lived under that Islamic Marxist communist coup for the last 44 years. I know what I'm talking about, folks. By the grace of God, I don't say that in arrogance because I lived it. But the CIA didn't create Islam. The CIA didn't create this hatred. The U.S. government or Mossad or the uh, MI6, I, I love all these conspiracy people out there that are trying to lecture me on, oh, it was Mossad. Mossad started Hamas. Look, they may be working behind the scenes and there may be funding. And, and I, I was the very first one on October 7th to say, no doubt there was a stand down order given by somewhere in Mossad, somewhere in the Israeli government high up gave a stand down order. There's no way that border should have been the way it was. There's no way that this should have happened. I was the first one. So please don't lecture me that I don't know that somehow I'm, I'm being deceived by the Zionist Jews. You remember the show I did? I don't know, Dry, do we have that image from, from, from last Thursday on the defending biblical Zionism? Go back and watch my show. Um, if we don't, that's okay. Go back and watch our show from Thursday night on defending, there it is, defending biblical Zionism. And I got pastors coming out posting online about no Christian should be a Zionist. Well, that means you're ignorance, pastor. You're ignorant. You're ignorant. I, I don't know what else to say. You're deceived. Because Zionism is a biblical word. To be a, to be a lover of Zion is a biblical word. Is that a globalist entity? The globalist didn't create the term Zion. The Bible did. God calls his holy city Zion. And God calls the church that has been grafted into Israel Zion. So Zionism, the love of Zion, is a biblical terminology. You ignorant, ignorant Christians and pastors, with all due respect, believing books you read about the Zion. Listen, I understand there was global Zionist. But the CIA did not create Islam. The CIA or Mossad or MI6 or the Rothschilds or the uh, Bilderbergers or the Rockefellers or the globalists, they did not create this Antichrist spirit. This Antichrist spirit goes back 6,000 years. It is at the root of scripture. It is at the root of the conflict because it is Satan's agenda. It is Satan's hatred. And if you are a Christ follower, yet you're not digging in deep, 
to the root of the matter, then you are not educated. Ask and pray the Holy Spirit to open your eyes and take you to the root of the matter. Why are we seeing this rise of Jew hatred and anti-Semitism? Because it has existed for 6,000 years. Genesis 16. After Abram's wife kicks out Hagar. Verse 5 of Genesis 16. So Sarah said to Abram, My wrong be upon you. I gave my maid into your embrace. And when she saw that she had conceived, I became despised in her eyes. The Lord judged between you and me. So Abram said to Sarah, Indeed, your maid is in your hand. Do to her as you please. And when Sarah dealt harshly with her, she fled from her presence. Now the angel of the Lord found her by a spring of water in the wilderness, by the spring on the way to Shur. And he said, Hagar, Sarah's maid, where have you come from and where are you going? She said, I am fleeing from the presence of my mistress, Sarah. So you know the backstory, right? The backstory is God had promised Abraham a covenant seed as part of the Abrahamic covenant, that that seed was going to be an offspring, a blood offspring that was going to bring the promise, particularly the promise of the Messiah. We know that that has to be Isaac. When Islam was born out of the pit of hell, it comes and says, no, the Jews lied, they corrupted the Torah, they stole. That's what, that's what the Quran, this evil demonic book says. That's what Islamic law says. I know because I came out of it. Don't tell me I don't know what I'm talking about, folks, because I came out of it. I lived it. I breathed it. I, I've seen it firsthand in my birth country. Forgive me this morning that I am righteously indignant with what is happening and the, and the confusion and the deception that is in the body of Christ. Because what happened, folks, is that when that spirit of Antichrist was born and Satan came up with the idea to launch something called Islam as the final religion, they claimed that the Jews stole the Abrahamic covenant. But because Abram and Sarah did not wait on God, yet they sinned and they went before, and now there's a child born of the flesh, not of the promise, as we're told in, in Galatians chapter 3 and 4. Now there is an enmity, there is a strife, there is a conflict between Hagar and Sarah, between the child of Hagar, that is Ishmael, and the child of Sarah, that is Isaac. The angel of the Lord, verse 9, said to her, Return to your mistress and submit yourself under her hand. Then the angel of the Lord said to her, I will multiply your descendants exceedingly so that they shall be continued for a multitude. So out of the multitude of Ishmael can, will, will come exceeding abundant people. And the angel of the Lord said to her, Behold, you are with child and you shall bear a son. You shall call his name Ishmael. Because the Lord has heard your affliction. So now God is going to give a purpose to this son. There's a purpose. Remember, we're in a fallen state, right? This is not the perfect state of God in the garden before the fall of man. This is now the corrupt state of man because of the rebellion against God. And now God is speaking a judgment over Hagar because of the sin of Abraham, because of the sin of Sarah, because of the sin of Hagar, now 
there is a son that will come and you're going to call him Ishmael because I've heard your affliction. But look at verse 12. Look at what God speaks over this son. He shall be a wild man. Or another translation says a wild man like a donkey. He will be untamed. He shall, his hand, his hand shall be against every man and every man's hand against him. And he shall dwell in the presence of all of his brethren. Another translation, if you look at a couple other translations here in Genesis 16, it says, he will be a wild donkey of a man and his hand will be against everyone. Or another translation says, there will be hostility. Actually, it actually says it right here in later on. And everyone's hand against him. He will live in hostility towards all his brothers. So there's going to be an enmity, a hostility. So who is his immediate brother? His immediate brother is Isaac, right? So now there is enmity between Hagar and Sarah. There's enmity between the seed of the promise, Sarah, and the seed of the flesh, Hagar. This child was born out of the flesh. This child is born out of the promise. This child will have enmity, hostility, hatred towards the seed of this child. So the seed of this, this child, which ultimately is the seed of the Messiah, is, 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 is going to be hated by the seed of this child, who is Ishmael, who is the father to the, the descendants to the east, to the so-called Arabs, that seed is going to be a wild donkey of a man, untamed, uncontrolled. That is why you see the 6,000-year history of Arabs and, 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 and the, the people group wandering around, being nomadic, being uncontrolled, untamed. And then Satan births an ideology called Islam, uh, puts it in the, in the mind of this simpleton named Muhammad that history shows, does, we don't even know if he even existed, but it is a figment of somebody's imagination. Then this Muhammad claims that he was in a cave and he was visited by a demon. He was demon-possessed, which he actually was, if he's real, and then later changes the story to say, no, it was the angel Gabriel that gave him the revelation of the Quran or Islam that was born out of the pit of hell. And so now Satan gives these Muslim, these Arabs that are in the region of Arabia a new religion called Islam, claiming it's the final. In section W4.0 of the Reliance of the Traveler, which is Islamic case law, over a thousand years of Islamic case law, codified by Islamic scholars and codified by the teachings of the so-called prophet of Islam, it tells you in section W4.0 uh, um, that Islam is the final, the finality of the prophet's message, the finality of Islam. And it says that Christianity and Judaism are remnant cults now bearing the names of formerly valid religions. They were formerly valid under the old law according to Islam, but they've now been what? They've now been abrogated. Look at this. This is attested. 
uh, that these previously revealed religions were abrogated by the universal message of Islam, meaning they've been changed, they've been altered. A true Muslim, a practicing Muslim, does not believe that the Bible is correct, does not believe that the Torah is correct. The hatred, one more time if you joined us late, the, 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 the title of our show this morning is the alarming rise of Jew hatred, making sense of anti-Semitism. Why is it that the greatest anti-Semitism comes out of the Middle East? Why is it the greatest anti-Semitism is coming out of the Muslim world? Why is it that the greatest anti-Semitism is coming out of the Arab world? The reason is because it is core to the 6,000 year battle that has been going on between the seed of Ishmael and the seed of Isaac, the legitimate seed that was from Isaac to the illegitimate seed that was from Ishmael, the judgment that God spoke over Ishmael. You're going to be a wild donkey of a man. You're going to be at enmity or strife with all of your brothers. You're going to live in hostility with all of your brothers. Folks, that is the reason. That's the core. And until you understand that this is not about land, this is not about colonialism, this is not about, oh, the poor Palestinians, this is not, not about apartheid, this is not about any of those things, all of those things are smoke screens. This is about a deep-seated hatred between Satan and God, and between the seed of Satan, this goes back to all the way to Genesis chapter 3, the seed of the serpent and the seed of the woman. The seed of the serpent is, is, is evidenced by what the serpent produces. And the serpent produced Islam. The CIA didn't produce Islam. The Mossad didn't produce Islam. MI6 didn't produce Islam. All the Illuminati did not produce Islam. They may be using Islam, no doubt. They're using Islam. They're, they use these Muslims as their battering ram, as their foot soldiers to rape and pillage and murder and cause chaos because that's what they do because until they have peace in their hearts from the power of Christ, until I always say, there's no reforming Islam. You can't reform Islam. The only way to reform a Muslim is to preach the gospel to them Get them out of Islam in, into the light of Christ. That's the only way you're going to remove this deep-seated hatred in their hearts. Let's get to some headlines, please dry up, because I want to cover uh, the, the, some, some things that are going on here. Uh, let's get to um, the poll. This was a, a Geller report. Do you have that, please dry up? Uh, new national poll. Um, you should see it there, uh, right there. Uh, and, and I think this poll is not accurate. I think it's way higher than that. Close to 60% of American Muslims support Hamas atrocities against the Jews. Um, this should not be a surprise that uh, almost 60% believe that the, the, the carnage, murder, rape, mutilation, beheadings, burnings uh, of women, of children, um, of elderly. You saw a couple of elderly women were released yesterday by Hamas. Uh, this is because they're now trying to quote-unquote negotiate so that they don't get absolutely annihilated. Um, but this number is absolutely actually higher. But this poll is saying that 58% of American Muslims and 25% of all Americans, a quarter of Americans, say that the Hamas attack on Jews in Israel is justified is justified. 1,400 dead, 4,200 injured, over 220 hostages now. Um, 
And so why would that be? Why would that be? Um, let's go to, um, yeah, and, and then Jihad Report, uh, Dry, if you have that, uh, this is the same poll. Uh, I think the headline was 50%, 7% of U.S. Muslims. Do you have that one? This is just a, a, a different article that was from Jihad Watch. Keep going right there, right there. Um, and so this is the same article, 57, 58%. Um, but this is what's interesting is that um, 30, almost 30% of Muslims in America strongly support Hamas. So almost a, a third, close to a third of, of, now again, if you believe that this poll is accurate, which I think it's not, I think it's way higher than that, but if you believe 30%, 30% of the, and they only say only 1% of Americans. No, it's, it's 3%. It, there's, there's well over 10 to 11 million, 12 million Muslims, at least, at least in America. And if 30%, over 3 plus million, 4 million of them believe, they support Hamas, which is a terrorist organization, according to the United States State Department since 1993, just like the Islamic Jihad just like Hezbollah, just like ISIS, and yet a third of American Muslims support it, why are they not being investigated and deported if they're supporting terrorism? Um, and so this goes very, very detailed. 38% uh, of Muslims support the leader of Hamas, Ismail Haniyeh, 31% support Supreme Leader of Iran, Ali uh, Khamenei. 52% of Muslims equate Hamas to Al-Qaeda. Um, yet 18% said that's not a bad thing. Uh, it's unclear, by the way, if that means they support or denounce Al-Qaeda. 49% um, equate it to ISIS. Again, not say, the, the, the poll doesn't say if it's good or bad. So the point is, why is this coming, folks? Why is that here? Let's go to uh, Drya. Let's go to the Jihad Watch. Uh, no, I'm sorry. Let's go to Geller Report uh, about the quote-unquote moderate Palestinian authority right there. Look at this headline, folks. The moderate Palestinian authority. Here's what they said to all of their supporters around the world. All mosques must teach that extermination of Jews is an Islamic imperative. Uh, so, from the Hadith. Now, this article goes and talks about that there is a palwatch.org. So, they, they track the Palestinian Authority, right? So, that's the Palestinian Authority is who is in the West Bank, but they support Hamas that runs Gaza, okay? They are working, obviously, together. Then you have the group, the Islamic Jihad, which is both in Gaza, in the West Bank, and in Lebanon. The PA Ministry of Religious Affairs posted guidelines for mosque preachers on Thursday, okay? Instructing preachers what content they should include in their Friday sermons. Do you remember when we did the show on the uh, day of Jihad that I did last, the week before? Uh, that they were calling, and I said, I think we have that image, right? Right at the bottom, I see it there, if you can bring it up. I said, please go watch this show. It's been our most watched show 
the Islamic call of jihad, all the way in the bottom, go to the bottom and to the right. No, no, way to the bottom, son, and go to the right. No, go to the right. There we go. Down, you're there. There we go. Um, Islamic call for jihad. So go back and watch the show. I said when I brought the show to you that this does not mean that it's going to be one day. This is the starting point. Go ahead and please come back to me. This is the starting point. This is the, the, the beginning point. This is the open, the, the zero hour. Now the war has begun. They have declared open war. And so this article says, uh, uh, according to the writings of the Palestinian Authority Ministry of Religious Affairs, right, they are dictating what is to be spoken at, in the mosques around the world. The most horrific part of the instruction was a quote from the Hadith. The Hadith is part of the what's called the Sunnah. The Sunnah is the word for traditions. It is the traditions of the Prophet of Islam because he's supposed to be the perfect man. So whatever he said, whatever he did, Muslims are to emulate, right? So, Islamic tradition, this teaches about the end time for Muslims. Muslims believe in the end times. Muslims have an eschatological view. They believe that there's going to be certain events that are going to happen to usher in the Islamic Messiah called the Mahdi, the, to usher in the seven-year period. They believe, did you know, that Muslims believe that when the Islamic Messiah comes, he will sign a seven-year treaty. That's out of Islam, folks. So, um, all these Christians out there that are denouncing the tribulation period, that are denouncing, oh, that was all fulfilled back in AD 70. That was all fulfilled, whatever. You don't even understand what the enemy is doing. You don't understand what the globalists are plotting. You don't understand what, what, what is coming out of Islam. The enemy has a plot for a seven-year period to make, quote-unquote, world peace. It's coming out of the UN, it's coming out of the globalists, and it's coming out of the Islamic ideology, which is an antichrist spirit. So, this is why we know this will happen. This is why we know there will be a final seven-year period that's called the Tribulation and the Great Tribulation. It has not been fulfilled in AD 70. Get your head out of the deception. So here's the quote that they're saying. From um, uh, both Sahih Bukhari, so that's one of the Hadiths, and Sahih Muslim. The final hour will not come until the Muslims fight the Jews and kill them, until the Jews hide behind rocks and trees, and the rock or the tree will say, O Muslim, O servant of Allah, there is a Jew behind me. Come and kill him. Except for the Ghar God tree, for it is the tree of the Jews. So, following so close, to the atrocities of Hamas, this religious message is further pushing Jew Muslims to kill Jews. Not only is it from their PA of religious affairs that they're giving command to mosques to preach this message, to, to stir up this demonic Jew hatred. Okay, again, I'm trying to show you the root the root. Anti-Semitism, Jew hatred is not new. It has been going on for 6,000 years. That is why throughout the Bible, we have seen example after example after example where Satan wants to wipe out the Jewish people. Long before they rejected Jesus, because Christians will say, oh, it's because they rejected Jesus. That's why God has forsaken them. 
long before they went into the wilderness for 70 years, I mean, for, in captivity for 70 years, before they rejected God's call over Israel, long before the modern state of Israel became a nation and the secular Jews in Israel and, and, and Christians have all the excuses worked out, right? Oh, these are all the reasons why God is no longer has any promises to them and, and is not dealing with them or has even forsaken them and is not protecting them, he, they claim. Long before any of that, you see, there was the plot, the plot of Satan to destroy the seed of the woman because Satan knew the seed of the woman would come through the Jewish line because our Messiah is Jewish. Now, I want to go to the memory, let's go to the memory article, the archival, because this quote from the Hadith, this quote from the Sunnah is in the charter of Hamas. Go ahead and bring this up, please. The religious anti-Semitic document that calls for uncompromising jihad against Jews. This is what's called the Charter. The Charter of the Islamic Resistance Movement Hamas is a religious anti-Semitic document that calls for the uncompromising war against Jews until Judgment Day. Where do they get this? They get it from the teachings of Islam. They get it from the sources of Islam. This has been around supposedly for 1,400 years, folks. This is not something, again, that happened in the last 100 years. This is not something that was the brainchild of the CIA. This is something that has been going on. And though there's no doubt that the United States government, the CIA, was actually arming ISIS, there's no doubt that there is nefarious forces working to prop up these Muslims to bring chaos. In the I'm not doubting any of that. You got to get to the root. Those are not the root things. So if you go to the charter, if you go to uh, what it actually says, this is from back in 2006. It was written back in 1988, uh, but it was translated in 2006, and it's their charter, and it quotes the uh, Quran. It quotes, here's what it says, Israel will exist and will continue to exist until Islam abolishes it as it abolished that which was before it. From the words uh, of the martyr, Imam Hassan al-Banna, Allah's mercy be upon him. Who is Imam Hassan al-Banna? He is the founder of the Muslim Brotherhood. He founded the Muslim Brotherhood in 1928. So the entirety of the Muslim Brotherhood, Brotherhood is not a peace movement. Hamas is the Muslim Brotherhood. The Muslim Brotherhood started Hamas. Again, I covered this last week. The Islamic Association of Palestine was a front group for the Muslim Brotherhood. In the documents on the explanatory memorandum, uh, a colleague of mine, Bill Gothrop, who is a former FBI agent and analyst, the, the, the Criminal Investigators Intelligence Analysis Handbook of Islam. This is an excellent guide to be able to give to law enforcement, elected officials, uh, I was with him earlier this year in Boise when we had a meeting with the Attorney General's office. We were trying to wake up legislators over there. They're not listening because they don't want to touch this with a thousand-foot pole. Um, it goes through the, 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 the doctrinal background, the schools of Sunni Islam, the schools of Shia Islam, what jihad is. All of this is based in Islamic texts. And Bill calls Islam a civilization challenger because Islam is a challenge to any peaceful civilization throughout history. Throughout its 1,400-year history, Islam has been an absolute nightmare and terror to any peaceful uh, civilization. 
The Islamic world is burning and each and every one of us must pour water, even if be a little bit, to extinguish whatever can, he can extinguish without waiting for others. This is from Amjad al-Zawahi. Then they go into the preamble and then guess what? Um, they go into verses from the Quran in their charter. And I want to go to Article 8. Here's Article 8. This is their movement. And you've heard the Muslim Brotherhood in the Muslim Student Associations chant this. Allah is our goal. The Prophet is our model or leader to be followed. The Quran is our constitution, our law. Jihad is its way. And death for the sake of Allah is the highest goal, the highest aspiration. Um, and this is why they are shouting. And they... Um, this is where they get the Zionists, right? They actually use the Zionists explicitly citing the protocols of the elders of Zion. The charter describes the Jews as an enemy that controls the world and which for centuries has sought to undermine all human values and to sow worldwide corruption and destruction in order to gain profits and power. It blames the Jews, a wicked enemy with Nazi behavior for all wars throughout history and for toppling the Islamic Caliphate and states that their aim is to annihilate Islam. That's what this charter teaches. That's what it's covering. It covers the elders of Zion, the, the so-called document about the, the Jewish Zionists. And, and I said last week, there's no doubt there are global Jewish Zionists that are not God uh, fearing. They're not from God. This is not biblical Zionism. This is global Zionism. That global Zionism is evil. Biblical Zionism is biblical. Um, you must differentiate. But it tells you that they blame the Jews. It tells you that they believe the Jews uh, control. This is anti-Semitic to its core. This document that is governing Hamas, that all these Muslims are supporting it. All these Muslims in America are supporting it. Um, um, do we have that one from Yale? Here's another document in case you want to read it. Did, we, did you bring that one from Yale? I think I, you know what, I think I deleted that one. Never mind, never mind. There's another document from the Yale Law School uh, that actually covers Hamas Covenant 1988, the, the covenant of the, quote, Islamic resistance movement. They call it a resistance movement because they have to resist the Jews wherever they find them. Are, are you seeing the writing on the wall that there is never going to be peace until the Antichrist comes there, there is no peace. There is no, I've said this, how many times can I say it? There is no two-state solution. None whatsoever. Okay, let me keep going because I've got so many other headlines to cover. Um, this is what we see with the violence. Here's one from the Gateway Pundit. If you can please bring this up, Jariah. I was punched repeatedly. This is Turning Point USA uh, right there. Uh, they were having a pro-Israel rally in Illinois and a Christian... TPUSA member was violently attacked by quote-unquote pro-Palestinian, which really is pro-Hamas mob in Skokie, Illinois. And just so you understand when I said in my intro that the Justice Department, the police, they're not going to protect us, folks. They're not going to protect us. They're going to protect the mob. They're going to protect the Muslims. They're going to protect the leftists. They're going to protect Antifa. They're going to protect BLM. They're going to protect their causes. They're going to turn us over. We are turned over to the enemies of God. Peter Christos, a Christian and fellow TP, TPUSA co-worker, uh, 
according to this article, uh, the one who wrote it, the person was violently attacked by pro-Hamas activists. Why? Because they were trying to escort a lost elderly Jewish couple to a pro-Israel event. There was a pro-Israel event and these pro-Hamas thugs, jihadists, were in the streets and they attacked this guy, repeatedly kicked him in the head, hit him with a flagpole. A police officer finally intervened to escort this Christos guy away from the mob, but no report of arrest. Did you hear what I said? No report of arrest. Later, Skokie police on Sunday made one arrest after a pro-Palestinian demonstrator fired a gun in the air, but that was it. So you get beaten up, pummeled, kicked in the head, hit with a flagpole, and nothing happens. We're on our own, folks. We're on our own. You better arm up. Um, let's go to Jihad Watch. The media keeps calling Hamas supporters pro-Palestinian. I just told you, folks, that the Muslim Brotherhood, 1990, uh, 1987, Islamic Association of Palestine, it's a front group for the Muslim Brotherhood. I didn't get to finish this point. I apologize. Let me finish it now. The Muslim Brotherhood, started by Hassan al-Banna in 1928, worked with the Nazis in, in 1938, starting 1938 to the, all the way to the end of Second World War. Uh, uh, Hajj Amin al-Husseini, the Grand Mufti of Jerusalem at that time, that was controlled by the so-called Palestinians, occupied uh, he was working with the Nazis. He met with Adolf Hitler. He worked in Germany. He broadcast out of Berlin, uh, broadcast to the Islamic world, calling them to support the Nazis. Uh, at least two of the Nazi Hansker divisions uh, were made of predominantly Muslims, one in North Africa, one in Bosnia. This is history, folks. Nothing new. This is history. They work together. They're working again. The most translated book, second to the Quran, in the Muslim world among jihadists is Mein Kampf. Let me say that one more time. The most translated book, second to the Quran. So number one for Muslims, the Quran. Number two, the book among jihadists, among Islamic terrorist groups that they read, that they follow, is Mein Kampf, translated into Arabic. And it's called Mein Jihad. That's what it's translated to, Mein Jihad. Because what does Mein Kampf mean? Mein struggle? Well, guess what? Jihad is struggle. It's warfare against unbelievers. This is just facts, folks. But if you don't want to know it, because you just, oh, that's not nice. It's not nice, Sharam. You're not being nice to all these peaceful Muslims. There is no such thing as a peaceful Islam, folks. There may be individual Muslims that don't follow their ideology. I've said this for years. There is no such thing as a peaceful Islam. There will never be a peaceful Islam unless you surrender to it. The only way you have peace with Islam is to be surrendered under it and succumb to it and follow it. If you choose not to follow it, you will never, ever, ever, I will never, ever, 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 ever have peace with Islam. Ever. Because I will warn on it. I will expose it. I will call it out for the vile, demonic, evil, antichrist religion that it is. And it is Satan's strategy. It is his great last day strategy to raise up this ideology called Islam to pervert now, 2 billion people on the planet to following this evil ideology. The leftists, the feminists, 
The LGBTQ, give it a pass. The United States government, you'll see in a minute, is giving it a pass. The media, did you bring that up? Sorry, Joe, did we bring that up? I can't remember. Did it, did, we, did people see it? Did they, okay, the media calls, again, these Hamas supporters pro-Palestine. No, they are pro-Hamas because the Muslim Brotherhood, the Islamic Association of Palestine, the Islamic Association, ugh, I talk too fast sometimes. The Islamic Association of Palestine was created by the Muslim Brotherhood in 1987. The Brotherhood came to the U.S. in the late 1950s after their fall in um, Second World War. They started, the very first group they started on, on the United States soil was called the Muslim Student Associations on College Campuses. Then they started this group in 1987 called IAP. IAP morphed into Hamas. Hamas was, was labeled as a terrorist organization by the State Department in 1993. In 1994, the Muslim Brotherhood started CARE, Council on American Islamic Relations, to then be the fundraising arm of Hamas. In 2009, when there was the largest terror financing trial in American history called the Holy Land Foundation trial, why were those people in trouble? Why did the Justice Department and the FBI go after them? Because they were funneling more than $12 million to support Hamas. It was a supposed charity in Texas that was raising money under the guise of charity to funnel to fund Hamas. Um, and here is our uh, spokesperson. Let's go to the Gateway Pundit, Karine Jean-Pierre. Here's the spokesperson for O'Biden. Right, right there. Here's what she says. Uh, which one is that? Oh, is that the that's Jerusalem Post, right? Well, okay, we'll go do that one. Here's the Jerusalem Post. White House spokesperson pivots to the claim of Islamophobia when asked about anti-Semitism. So she's asked about, so here is the question. She was asked, why do we see, oh, Miss Jean-Pierre, Karine Jean-Pierre, why are we seeing, uh, here's the specific question. What is Biden's level of concern right now about the potential rise of anti-Semitism? in light of everything that's going on in Israel, right? So that's the question. The question is by anti-Semitism. And what does she do? She pivots, oh, the poor Muslims. The poor Muslims. Oh, it's the Muslims. Here's what she says. Look, we have not seen any credible threats. Oh, you mean, what about that president of the synagogue that was murdered in Michigan in Rashida Taleb's district, one of the largest Muslim districts in the entire country. No motive, we don't know why she was repeatedly stabbed outside the synagogue. There's no credible threats. Though, the last 10 years, the FBI statistics on religiously motivated hate crimes, it's not Christians and it's not Muslims. The number one group that is persecuted Religiously motivated persecution and hate crimes. Jews, over 60% of all religiously motivated hate crimes on average over the last 10 years, according to the corrupt FBI, when they, before they were so corrupt. Anti-Semitism, Jew hatred. And what, 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 what all these Christians don't realize that are engaging in replacement theology and partial dispensation or a partial preterism and preterism is that you're giving way. You're giving way to this. You're normalizing 
by teaching that Christians have no responsibility to pray for. To pray for. Yes, the Jews are deceived. Yes, many of them are secular. And yes, they need the gospel of Jesus Christ. They need to know that their Messiah has come. And yes, they, many of them hate Christians. Just like the Muslims hate Christians and Jews. But we must understand. How come we're told, love Muslims? Well, if you love the Jews, then understand to defend them when they're being massacred. Oh, you want to defend the Palestinians? When Hamas will put their rockets in schools and church, uh, in schools and mosques and hospitals, they'll put children and women as human shields because they don't care about those people. You think the Arabs care about their own people? If they did, why doesn't Egypt open their borders and take in these so-called Palestinians? Why doesn't Jordan? Why doesn't Saudi? Why doesn't Qatar? Why doesn't United Arab Emirates? Why doesn't Kuwait? Why don't they, they take in the Arab Palestinians? No, 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 let's bring them to America. Let's bring them to Canada. Let's take them into Europe. So here's what she said. Look, we have not seen any credible threats. I know there's been always questions about credible threats. And so just want to make sure that that's out there. But look, Muslims and those perceived to be Muslim have endured a disproportionate number of hate-fueled attacks. Really, Miss Jean-Pierre, because that's not what the statistics show. That's you. Oh, understands, Biden understands that many of our Muslim Arab Americans and Palestinian Americans, loved ones and neighbors are worried about the hate being directed at their community. I'm sorry, the hate being directed at their community? When they're having all these rallies and shouting from the river to the sea, Palestine will be free? with their signs and their kafiyas, which means that's the Hamas charter. You understand, right? That's supporting Hamas. You're saying destroy, wipe out Israel. Oh, oh, I'm sorry. They're worried about threats? When they call for the global day of jihad to murder wherever you find them, the Jews? Quoting, they want the mosque to quote what the prophet of Islam quoted when he himself went to the community of Yathra before it was called Medina, when he left uh, 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 Mecca and he himself participated in murdering six to 900 Jews and beheading them, tying their hands behind their backs and beheading them just like Hamas did with women and children and burning them alive. And we should be worried about hate against Muslims. Oh, let me show you what happened in Minneapolis. Let's go to that one, uh, Dry. Where is that one? Um, uh, there's two. I got two I want to cover. Let's go to Gateway Pundit. Let's go to Gateway Pundit. Woke Minnesota City Council candidate, a white Right there. Look at this image, folks. Bring this image up. Woke Minneapolis City Council. Keep this up for a minute. Candidate whips up pro-Palestinian mob. They block the highway. They swarm elderly drivers in Minneapolis, chase them down. I watched the video. But you see that white car there in the middle? That white car right in the middle of that mob? 
They were trying to come through. They're blocking. This is downtown Minneapolis, folks, in good old United States of America, the, the land of the free, the home of the brave, right? And here's all these pro-Palestinian, pro-Hamas mob, and they're beating this car, and, and this car, I mean, can you imagine if you were in that car and what you would be, would be, um, would be feeling? And I watched the entire video. If you want to go to, uh, uh, let me go to the other link from Geller. Uh, Geller, uh, can you go to Geller Report, Dry Hamas in America? Did you see that one? Because that one actually has the video that I wa we wanted to play. Um, uh, should be another Geller, right there, right there. Hamas in America, pro-terror jihad mob takes over streets, swarms an elderly driver. Again, you see the image right there of that car? Well, if you go down in that video, uh, in that article, you see a link uh, to a Twitter page, which takes you to the page of, come on, come on, come on. Where is that Twitter? Oh, it's right here. Uh, oh, I know where it was, Dry. That was on InfoWars, wasn't it? Was that the InfoWars one? That was the InfoWars that had uh, someone named Unicorn Riot. Uh, right there. Yeah, right there. That's the one. If you go to InfoWars, uh, Unicorn Riot has the video. Minneapolis, 1.45 p.m. Um, they completely take over uh, Lindale and Hennepin, and then they are um, chasing down. And the guy that organized this was, uh, was woke mini Minnesota City Council candidate Zach Metzger. Isn't he Jewish? Isn't that a Jewish name? blocked off a highway and terrorized an old white man driving past a pro-Palestinian riot. And then he had to take it down. There's video there uh, of them in the car. This guy's bleeding, this old guy. This is what America, and, and I'm sorry, I'm sorry, oh, Biden administration, DOG, F, DOJ, FBI, we should be worried about Islamophobia. I, I'm, I'm over our time today. Uh, one more. Let's go to Gateway Pundit. Investigation reveals Hamas terrorists offered uh, $10,000 and an apartment to those who brought hostages back to Gaza. Here are some of these jihadists that were captured. Funny how Israel captured them, didn't behead them. They didn't just shoot them on the spot. Hmm. But yet we give moral equivalency. They're offered $10,000 and an apartment by the leadership of Hamas to bring them back uh, so that they can parade them around. Let me see if I have any other headlines I got to cover here real quick. Again, latest numbers, uh, 1,400 murdered, 5,400 wounded, 222 now captive in Gaza. Um, they're being attacked from the north. Um, I want to end with this, folks. Oh, by the way, by the way, no, no, let me, let me go, let's go to the blaze. Do you have that one? You remember I told you that in Israel, they, they, they laxed all the gun laws and they want their people to go and buy um, guns. Here's the blaze article. Um, American Jews are rushing out to buy firearms and practicing shooting in the face of terrorism abroad and anti-Semitism at home. Um, this is an increase. He saw a 300% increase in gun sales in the wake of the October 7th attack right there. And yet one of our supporters this morning, uh, uh, sent me a link 
uh, or told me to go watch Glenn Beck because he had some Muslim on, and I'm sure the Muslim was trying to justify, oh, no, no, this is not Islam. This is, has nothing to do with Islam. This is just radicalism. This is, this is perverting Islam. You guys uh, who follow Glenn Beck, make sure you write him and ask him to bring on an actual former Muslim. It doesn't have to be me. Hey, Glenn, why are you bringing on a Muslim to understand Islam? Why don't you bring a former Muslim on? Remember, Glenn Beck is a Mormon, okay? So don't expect him to be right on all these issues. He's confused. But, but please understand, why don't you write Glenn Beck, write the blaze and say, why are you bringing on a Muslim to explain what's going on? Bring on a former Muslim who came out of Islam, who can tell you. But I want to lead with this because we started tonight by, I tell, or today by telling you, look, this is the ideology. This is a 6,000 year hatred. The root of this. I'm very concerned for the rise of Jew hatred, both in the church and outside the church. I think anybody that is replacement theology or full-on preterist, especially full-on preterist, they are absolutely anti-Semitic. Everything that I've seen from pastors or Christians who come out and they're full-board preterist or full-board replacement theology, they get to be very anti-Semitic. That's where it will end up. Even if they don't start that way, that's where it will end up because they start buying all the rhetoric. Israel is a terrorist nation. The Jews are terrorists themselves. You can't take sides. The bottom line is biblical Zionism teaches that God has brought the Jews back in the land in accordance to prophecy, in accordance to fulfillment of his word, period. They have a right to the land. Doesn't mean that they obey God and has nothing to do with their obedience because the land covenant of the Abrahamic covenant was not fulfilled in Joshua 24. It is not conditional. It was an unconditional covenant. Has nothing to do with the obedience, but I want to end it with this. Because those of you who are out there saying, well, what does this have to do with me, Sharab? What does this have to do with me? I just want to raise my kids. I just want to, you know, I, I don't want to know about this stuff. It's too negative. It's too evil. I know there's evil, but it's just too evil. I don't want to know. Here's Pastor Martin Neumoller, who is a Lutheran, prominent Lutheran pastor in Germany. When I said that at the beginning of the show, this is so reminiscent of 1938, 1939 Germany. And when we don't let, learn the lessons of the past, and when the, when, the, when the American church doesn't learn the lessons of the past, when the American church doesn't learn from pastors who've lived under tyranny, whether from communism, Marxism, socialism, or myself witnessing Islam in my birth country and warning America. By the way, for you Tennesseans, did, we, did, did you, uh, Drya, uh, were you able to get that image of the uh, guy in Knoxville here? I got to cover this. Did you not get that one that I sent? Yeah, right here. For all you Tennesseans that don't think this, this applies here to us in Tennessee or here in East Tennessee, if you didn't see this on my Facebook quote, Knoxville man faces decades in federal prison and a lifetime of supervision for what? For, for helping ISIS. White guy, Benjamin Carpenter, com, uh, converted to Islam right here in America, folks. Right here. He's living in Knoxville, Tennessee, recruiting and doing media for ISIS right here. Wake up, Tennessee. Wake up, Christians in Tennessee. We're not in a bubble here, folks. 
when I do these presentations here, barely anybody shows up because they're just not interested. When, what will it take for, for, for people to be interested? When, when, when there's a jihadist attack right here in Knoxville? Martin Neumiller, uh, Neumiller said this, very, very prominent quote. He was an outspoken criti critic of Hitler interfering in the Protestant church because the Nazis took over the church. He spent the last eight years of Nazi rule in prison, concentration camps. And here's the quote, you've heard it before. Why should we care? First they came for the socialists and I did not speak out because I was not a socialist. Then they came for the trade unionist. I did not speak out because I was not a trade unionist. Listen, please. Then they came for the Jews. I did not speak out because I was not a Jew. When we see vile Jew hatred in our cities being pumped from the social justice churches, all the activists from BLM and Antifa and the leftists and the feminists and the LGBTQ and the trans people standing with the pro-Palestinian, which is really pro-Hamas. When they came for the Jews, when they're shouting in the streets of America to kill Jews, kill the Jews, when they got swastikas of images, when they say from the river to the sea, Palestine will be free, which means to annihilate the Jews. That's the charter of Hamas. That means they're supporting Hamas, a terrorist organization. They should be all investigated, arrested, and deported or put in jail if they don't denounce. But that's not loving enough for the American populace that doesn't have the stomach to understand what's happening in America and particularly in the Christian church. They came for the Jew, and you didn't speak out. Whether because of your theology or your doctrine that you believe is correct, common sense, you didn't speak out. You didn't call it out. How come all these people that are putting post after post, post after their doctrinal statements, all these pastors, how come they won't put one post on their Facebook page about, look at all the Jew hatred. Denounce it. You want to argue theology? Fine, we'll argue theology. But first come out and denounce this. Don't give moral equivalency. Shame on you that you call Israel a terrorist nation. I don't agree with their government. But shame on any of you that are giving moral equivalency and not understanding the deep-seated hatred here. Then they came for me, Neumuller said. And there was no one left to speak for me. That's how evil advances. And right now as we're seeing this, this unbelievable, as I said, they gave the call for the day of jihad. The floodgates have opened. The floodgates have opened. The demonic floodgates have opened. And there's really no pushback. Because most of the church is confused. Or they're silent, like in Germany. La, 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 we'll sing louder. We don't want to know. We don't want to know what's going on over there, where we see the smokes coming out of the, those stacks. 
where they're murdering. Or they'll deny that the Holocaust ever happened. Oh, it was a figment of the Zionist. Oh, there's only a few thousand Jews killed. It wasn't six million or four million or whatever it was, whatever the number was. Does it matter? Does it matter how many Jews are killed out of hatred? Because if you have Jew hatred, you are, you are participating in this Antichrist spirit. Repent. Repent. You can be critical of the government of Israel, as I have been. You can be critical of our government here, as I, as I have been. We have the most corrupt government we've ever had. Purely corrupt. The DOJ, I showed you. These people have, they're beating people up in the streets and blocking streets off and attacking elderly people and attacking Christians and nothing. Nothing's going to happen to them. They're, they're gearing up for 2024. That's the other agenda here, right? They're gearing up the chaos in the streets for 2024. 2024, 2020, it was Antifa and, and Black Lives Matter because of supposedly because of the George Floyd thing. Now it's because of this. Nothing's going to happen to them. And it's up to you and I to go get armed and defend ourselves. Now pray and be bold. Lord, give me opportunities to share the gospel with these haters. They hate because they have hate in their hearts because of the ideology and the demonic spirit that is within them or influencing them. Lord, help me to love my enemies, to pray for my enemies, and to be bold with sharing the gospel of Jesus Christ with them. But you got to protect your family, your home, your community, your church. It's up to you and I. Don't count on law enforcement. Don't count on the government. They will stand by and watch us be beaten up and attacked and raped and murdered. Just like in Israel. But that does not mean that we will not speak up and stand up when we see this type of Jew hatred and anti-Semitism. I will not be silent. Silence in the face of evil is evil itself. Not to speak is to speak, not to act is to act. Pastor Dietrich Bonhoeffer, I will not be silent. Will you commit to that today? Proudly stand with the Jewish people. Proudly stand as a biblical Zionist. Proudly stand on the word of God. Proudly stand on the right of the Jewish people to their home and to defense of their lives. And stand against Islam. Educate your friends and family on Islam. This isn't a new conflict. This is an ages old conflict. 6,000 plus years. And it will not be resolved until Jesus Christ, the King of Kings, comes back and steps foot on this planet. And at that time when every knee shall bow and every tongue shall confess and every eye shall see him, then, then he will eradicate Islam. He will eradicate this demonic, vile, antichrist spirit from the face of the planet. 
Until then, we have a lot of work ahead of us. If you guys want to support our ministry, please go to uh, our website. Please make a one-time donation, tillministry.com slash donate. Please keep us in the air. Keep us going. Um, on the website, there's, there's a place if you want to mail in a check. Um, you can mail it to P.O. Box uh, 4523, Maryville, Tennessee, 37802. Please make checks to Truth and Love or Truth and Love Ministry. If you want to join our monthly Gideon Army, thank you for your support for that. You can do a monthly donation and pray for us. Also, I want to um, remind you, please check out our events calendar. I'm going to be in North Idaho and Western Washington in November, starting on the 12th. North Idaho on the 12th and 14th, and uh, then 15th through the uh, 19th in Western Washington. Please check out our events calendar. Please come and check us out. And um, we are starting our, our house church. Check out our tillministry.com slash church uh, site. November 26th is going to be our first official public service. We are meeting in houses. We're going to continue meeting in houses. We'll also have a public service Sunday nights. And we're going to keep trying to support God's people in preparing for these days, these last days, and especially for the persecution that's coming to Christians and Jews. Jews and Christians. They first come for the Jews, then they come for the Christians. If we don't stand up for the Jews, no one will be left to stand up for us. Pastor Sharon Haiti, have a blessed day. We'll see you on Thursday night, 8 o'clock Eastern. God bless.